Welcome to the B2B Mix Show with Elena and Stacy. Each week, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your own marketing strategy. We'll share what we know and advice from industry experts who will join us from time to time here on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the B2B Mix Show. Today, we're talking groups. We're talking online groups, talking professional networking groups, which I'm going to guess you're at least a part of one, two, maybe 20 LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups, all different kinds of groups online. And you're probably not developing those meaningful relationships in those groups though, right? Because a lot of them are just saturated. They've got so many people in them. Everybody's just wanting to talk about themselves. And it's not a way for you to really develop those professional relationships where you're getting advice, you're getting leadership, you're getting all different kinds of things that help you grow professionally as well. So today we're talking to Megan Domena from Core Connect, and she is the partner and chief growth officer there. And Core Connect is a private network for executives to forge meaningful relationships with fellow leaders who want to maximize their quality of life while keeping their careers interesting. She lives in Phoenix, Arizona with her husband and two sons. Welcome to the B2B Mix Show, Megan. All right. Well, Megan, thank you so much for joining us on the B2B Mix Show. We're excited to have you on. And before we kind of get digging into the topic at hand, maybe you can tell us a little bit about, you know, a little background about Core Connect and what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me. And um, so, yeah, what is Core Connect? It is an invite-only network for executives looking to maximize the quality of their life while keeping their career interesting and um, staying relevant in their field. That's that's the boilerplate. <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't want to, you know, make the best of their their life? You know, that's maximize true. the quality of their life. Right. I mean, we're not overpromising at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of, that kind of leads into what I was going to ask you about. What are the issues or gaps you saw that led you to start CORE? The, um, obviously, quality of life issues, work-life balance. What, what specifically led to the creation of this concept? Yes. Um, so to dive into deeper about what really CORE Connect is, um, well, you know, Jacob Warwick, my business partner and I, we've known each other for well over a decade, and um, he has been a career coach, executive coach for a really long time. And, and Stacey, you know, you and I worked together for just about as long. And um, I've been building networks and communities and, and leading marketing teams. And he and I always had talked about building something like this. And um, really, we, we were sitting down one day and we realized that there's there's only a handful of people who stick out in our minds in a positive way as being like having an it factor. And, and, and like, we wanted to really kind of hone in on like what that it factor is. And, um, and so we developed a framework called the core framework. And what that is, is, is there's clarity, opportunity, realization, and empowerment. And so, um, we have these, um, these ideas and these topics and these, um, like homework assignments that we've built around a network and, um, why we thought that it was important in like a community setting is, is because you know LinkedIn exists and there's so many communities out there now and they're all niche and they all offer something specific and um, but 
ours is built around your near and long-term goals. And it's not exclusive to just marketers. It's not exclusive to just, you know, operations. We, we try to include anybody and everyone. And, um, and we match you specifically based on your challenges. So if you need help with pricing or with hiring a CMO or being on a board, you know, we can find those people in the network and match you with them. And it's not just about what you're getting out of the community. It's what you can bring to the community as well. So, um, so instead of throwing you into just a Slack group or a, a, an online social component of some sort and just saying, good luck, find your people. We're asking you, you know, who, who do you think your people are and how can we help you facilitate those connections? I like that idea. That's like kind of curating the audience that you need to be connected with is kind of how I see what you described. Right. And that is so hard. Like you said, with LinkedIn and just getting bombarded with connection requests. I, I really like that idea because it's kind of hard to make those authentic connections. And I don't have to do the work. You're doing it for me. So <laughs> that makes me good. But now you did mention one thing that made me think work. Homework. What did that mean? So, I mean, it's light homework. And truly, it's the kind of homework where if you don't do it, it's fine. You know, it's just it's it's more <laughs> so to benefit you and you. to get the most out of the experience. Yeah. So mm -hmm. again, it's just like with anything in any community or network, like you're really going to get out of it what you bring in and what you're willing to, to, to do. Um, so as an example of homework, it's, you know, meditation for 10 minutes a day for 30 days straight. That's one thing. And so, yeah, if you don't do it, okay, sure. But if you do it, I promise you, you're going to realize something along the way. So, right. Now, one of the things that we, we talked, we were talking, some of these are for like sales and marketing, right? Executive level people. So in those industries, yes. it's very competitive. So they might be less likely in different networking events or different when they're building relationships on some platforms where they are very, you know, they're a little hesitant to engage in being vulnerable um, do you see that as something, as an issue that things like this may reveal those vulnerabilities a little bit easier? Yeah, it is, uh, extremely challenging to get executives. I mean, anyone really to be vulnerable, but particularly executives in the corporate world, um, it's seen as a weakness and, and that's just so backwards because it's sad. Yeah. You know, yeah. no one person knows everything, you know, and to put that much pressure on yourself is, is like, I mean, we should love ourselves more than that, you, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and to the point of connecting authentically, really what Jacob and I have built intentionally is to break down those walls and to get people to be vulnerable with one another, because that's where the magic happens. And that's where you do create those authentic connections. Um, if you have a wall up and you're guarded and you're always holding something back, you're not just holding, honestly, the rest of the network back, you're holding yourself back because you're not being honest with what you need and what your challenges are. And if we don't know that, we can't help you. Um, and then you're also not going to make those authentic connections. And that's just going to hold the rest of the community back as well. So um, 
So yeah, I mean, this is for revenue leaders, sales, marketing, where traditionally it's it's notorious for not being vulnerable up at the top. And it's also for operations and product. Um, so, so it really is for a smattering of the entire organization. And yeah, you hit that certain level, whatever your role is, and you can no longer ask your boss if you're on the right track or if you have the right strategy. And and that is a really lonely place to be. And we are trying to facilitate those conversations so that people are comfortable saying, you know what? I don't know how to restructure pricing. You know, mm-hmm. who here does? And, yeah. and that's what we hope to get. It seems, seems backwards that you can't even talk to your boss or even maybe your your colleagues that are other executives because of the I don't, don't want to say backlash but the perception that they're going to see of you then or that maybe that you just think they're going to see of you and it's it's unfortunate because then you're not growing as a leader because you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable and get the help that you need or the maybe just some ideas or suggestions that you need because you're too much in your own head. Probably a lot of the times it is just in our own head. Yeah. Well, and even the organization, like it's, it's stifling your career and the organization. And so nobody's achieving the goals that they need. Um, And, and, Again, no one has the answer to everything and it's okay not to know. And as leaders, you know, we need to understand where our faults are and, and where we can hire and fill those gaps, right? But there's some things um, like revenue projections and marketing specifically, right? Like if you're at a certain level and you don't know how to project out revenue targets and things like that, you need to learn. And you can't ask your CMO or board to do that for you. Right. <laughs> um, so You should probably so- already know that if you're in that. <laughs> Exactly. But unfortunately, too, like at least what I've experienced is a lot of people hold that really close to the vest mm-hmm. because they don't want to lose their job or they don't want someone else yeah. to come and, you know, and, and so, you know, it's just the old saying of what is it? The rising tide lifts all boats, you know, like we, we really should help each other because it's just going to make, I sound like such a hippie, but it's going to make everybody's <laughs> lives easier. <laughs> Do you think this is a uniquely American problem? I mean, working with some people from Europe or Canada, even they seem a little more laid back and helpful to one another. It may just be the people I know from those companies. But (laughs) what do you think, Megan? Well, I don't think it's I mean, I think it's more prevalent in America for sure, because I think we put so much value in our careers and we identify with our career over our lives more, which is Mm -hmm. another problem that we try to tackle in core. Um, But but I've seen it, you know, and and granted, I've I've worked at organizations based in Hong Kong, which I think Mm -hmm. China also has a very similar work ethic. Um, True. uh, But. And you're right. There's definitely, you know, Canadians are a good example where I don't think that they're as um, hard on themselves or or holding things too close. But there is, um, I'm not going to, you know, throw anybody in, but there's a couple of Canadians that I've spoken to about this topic and, <laughs> and they are all on board because it is, it's, it's just, it's a lonely and isolating place to be at the top, regardless mm-hmm. of who you are. So true. <laughs> So we talked a little bit about LinkedIn and all these groups out there. And yeah, like you mentioned, LinkedIn's a good place to network, but it has its limitations when you're trying to get to this level of 
work on yourself and your, not just your professional side, but even your personal life. So when do you know, what would be a good sign to yourself that, hey, I need a group like Core Connect, or I need to build some kind of group of confidants in my real life offline? Yeah, I would say if LinkedIn is working for you, great, then you don't need a group you know, um, but if it's not, and I would wager that it's not working for most people, um, then it doesn't have to be core. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a specific one thing is your answer. And actually a lot of people in our network are part of other networks as well. Um, but you, you need, you're the only person who can help yourself. And if you are flooded on LinkedIn with, um, spam and, Un or inauthentic requests that go nowhere and truly lots of stuff happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's more of a hassle to check than than anything else. Then then yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty big sign right there. You're not getting, you know. But then you should also ask what you're what you're giving on LinkedIn if you're not getting on LinkedIn because so, mm -hmm. that's that's really what it is on again any network any community. Um, I think you are likely to find your people if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, which is why mm -hmm. I believe, you know, something like core where it does ask those hard questions and make you look and reevaluate certain things. That's going to help you along a little bit faster. And, and, you know, we believe get you to the finish line a little bit quicker. Um, but if LinkedIn's working for you, then it's working for you, you know, and, and that's great. <laughs> you mentioned um, finding your place and, being able to be vulnerable. And one of the things that I've heard a lot of people say about like using LinkedIn for their networking, things like that, they're afraid to post things because of all the people that will just want to be um, combative or argumentative and just, they may agree completely with what you say, but they just want to start something. Yeah. And so people are afraid to be vulnerable and open up on things like LinkedIn, whereas like, a more private group where it's vetted would make more sense for those, especially for those people that feel kind of hesitant to, to do that. Yeah. And LinkedIn have a reputation. Crazy. I can't stand it half the time now. <laughs> um, Stacey, were you going to say something? Uh, just those and the level of people that would be in core connect uh, have a reputation at stake too. They can't yeah. risk having trolls huh. come and make them look stupid. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And actually something we have heard um, from these executives and, and to that point, you know, if you're afraid to be authentic and, and truthfully, rightfully so because of that, because of the anonymity that LinkedIn kind of does give, you know, you, you, you've got a face, but, is that face real? Is that a real person? Is it a troll even, you know, who knows? Right. Um, but, but yeah, you know, if you look at Jacob, Jacob releases um, a blog post once a week, I think every Thursday, and um, you'll see that there's a lot of unpopular things that he says, and he gets blasted. <laughs> and, and I also get blasted for it. But, but we're also kind of weeding people out. You do you, do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if this yeah. isn't for you, then it's not for you and that's fine. And if you want to be an a-hole, then that's your prerogative and that's your life that you've chosen. And I feel sorry for you and that's fine. Um, but <laughs> Lots of people choose that these days. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
you know, misery loves company, you know? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, with core, we do, if you're not being authentic, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to, to figure out pretty quick. And we do have guidelines in place, not to say that you have to tell us about childhood trauma. Um, right. But, <laughs> right. but yeah, just being open and accepting and you might not agree, but coming at it in a loving place. And is, is it necessary to say great if it's not necessary and you're just being combative to be combative then like it it just feels like a struggle for relevance at that point and that just Mm -hmm. is so unnecessary Mm -hmm. you know there was something that elena brought to my attention today and i won't name the guy i can't even remember his name anyway but (laughs) apparently there were layoffs at his company and he posted (laughs) a picture of himself crying on linkedin and a lot of people dragged him really hard I feel like he probably did feel bad about what happened, but it almost felt like a little bit of clout chasing. So Mm -hmm. it may have been something totally relevant and authentic he was trying to say, but it went. Which which if he had just posted it without the picture of him crying, I think it would have been fine. But the fact that he did that, he he could probably benefit from this um, group. To learn, you know, how to make announcements when you make layoffs and stuff like that. <laughs> Some things that people said was he was just trying to make people feel sorry for him instead of his employees. So I, I, I bring that up. I guess it's a little off topic, but I could see where maybe maybe he just felt like he didn't have an outlet for, yeah, you know, could be a sounding board. So I could see where LinkedIn is kind of. Either he was cloud chasing or he didn't have people to try and guide really bounce and help. Yeah. And use as a sounding board. So I could see why something like this could be beneficial right. to people in those yeah. really hard circumstances. Cause I can imagine I would cry if I had to lay off people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's honesty that you're even putting it out there that you're crying. But like you said, is it clout chasing? Um, and was it the best way to kind of talk about it online? I don't know. It's, I mean, and and like Megan said, it's lonely at the top. If it was a startup, it might have been a startup company that's been around for yeah. a couple of years. And he may not have any other executives at his company. It could just be him and then leading his people. So there's a lot of different things at play that we don't know. But still, it was just like, it was... He was getting reamed on on social. Yeah. So I feel I, I could see why if you have something really serious to talk about, and you need a sounding board. The group would stay, be a good place. Yeah, a group would be much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know the situation. I don't know the guy. And I can say from my experience that, again, like we're saying, it's lonely at the top and and, and for a lot of executives, you know, CMOs, founders, um, this is their baby. And, yeah. and they get villainized a lot because, oh, they're doing this wrong and, oh, they're doing that wrong and, oh, they're just laying people off so they can keep their salary yeah. or whatever. But so much goes into those decisions that mm-hmm. I'm sure it was his way of saying like, no, I do care about these people, you know, and yeah. like, I, I'd like to think that, right? Um, but but truly, to your point, if you do care about those people, okay, well, here's a list of the people I just let go. Here's their titles. Here's references. Yeah, right. And here, you know, and that's- Give them helping. a boost. Yes. It's not about mm-hmm. you. Um, but when you're 
this is your baby and they're so close to it and you don't have a network or a sounding board, then it's easy to slip into. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to slip into it regardless, but yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Your idea was much better. Maybe I'll put that out on social for him. <laughs> Maybe DM him so it doesn't look like you're dragging him. To- <laughs> no, I, I know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really do that out in front of everybody because then everybody would go crazy on it. Poor guy. <laughs> really did feel social is ruthless it is is. scary (laughs) it is it's not yeah it's not nice (laughs) so what are some of the other benefits i know we've talked about a lot of benefits are there any other benefits that you can expand talk about uh, when you're expanding your network and building those relationships when it comes to joining a group yeah so um you know i think that again you can try a lot of different groups and not find the right people. And, and I, I say that even with core in mind, like if you join something, don't just stick with it for the, the, the time suck, you know, like, Oh, I've invested so much time in this or money in this. Like, it's kind of like choosing, this is ridiculous, but like a doctor or something, it's going to take a little bit. And, and it's also, um, you're joining the group ultimately for you right? To help you in some way, shape or form, whether it's your career or something else. Um, but you're always going to get what you put into it. And so if you join and you think, um, oh, even with core, if I join and I say, oh, I'm going to have um, people personally matched to me and and everything's going to be just tailored to my needs and, and I'm going to have to put very little effort into it. Like, I mean, if you're on paper, yeah, that's true. But you're going to have to do a lot of questions or like digging and asking yourself questions because what we found in a lot of the product research that we've done is that people think they want X and they have no idea what they really want. And, and so like diving in. And so the, the, the answer to, in addition to uh, what are the things you're going to get out of the community is you get in with, or you get out what you put in regardless of where you are. Um, and then, and then you'll have transactional things in every community. Every community will probably offer you some sort of resume update dating or, you know, um, just more transactional things. But it's really in the transformational bits that you're going to find your people and you're going to find the value. And once you find that, there really isn't, um, I mean, the value, it's, it's more than any amount of money that, that they're asking for. I guarantee it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like that transformational versus just transactional. I think you said that, or I imagined you did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I just had a glitchy moment there. Sorry. The matrix interrupted. Um, <laughs> as far as the group goes, or any group, if you look way back, before social media and the internet, huh. it seems like, and, and maybe we just didn't hear about it because we didn't have social media to hear about people having these kind of issues with building their community and their confidants. But it seemed like business executives would have more of a like, okay, here's this industry group of executive CEOs I can go meet with and do things with in person every year at the conference or there's a local business owners group I can go join and talk to other people in my position. Do you think that the whole internet era has kind of 
cut people off from building those real relationships. And I know maybe your core connect group would still be online, but it's really more about building like those real life relationships that used to happen. At least this old lady thinks they <laughs> used to be like that in the old days. <laughs> no, it's, it's Back true. In my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yes, it's really hard to develop authentic relationships because there's a lot of fear online. You're very, you are vulnerable online because it's so visible and things you said five years ago can pop right back up and you'll get blasted for it. Um, so, so in that regard, it, it, it creates this fear and where there's fear, you can't be authentic and you can't make real connections. Um, and so, you know, or I can't say, I shouldn't say can't, it's a lot harder to make those authentic connections because, you know, Stacy, we've known each other for a long time. We've never met in person, but (laughs) I really feel connected with you. And I think, you know, I know things about you that are deeper than, than the podcast and and things that you're doing Mm -hmm. professionally. Um, but it's because we've taken the time to get to know each other and, um, and develop that relationship. So it's not impossible like on to online to develop. It's just a lot harder. And I do think with groups like core connect, it, it, it is a safer space and um, you know, it's, it's easier to find the people who aren't going to judge you or blast you or, or they're not there to troll you. They're not there to be better than you. Like, you know, there's no, I mean, it's a lot of type A personalities, so there is that, but it's not um it's not a you're wrong because I'm right kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, right. But so so yeah, and I do think that another thing we've lost with the internet is serendipity. So if you're at a conference, yeah. you can just run into someone by accident and then magic happens. Um so so we're trying to recreate that as much as possible through core. And I know other networks are, are trying to do the same thing. It's a lot harder to recreate online for obvious reasons. Um, and I do think that there is just another level of connection uh, when, when it does have an in-person element to it, which core is working towards, but we just launched. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which I leads did. me into my next. Qu- oh, so go ahead, Stace. <laughs> I was just going to say, circling back to that idea of you're curating the people. I think that makes it a lot, even though it's still online, it's a lot safer and you know, it's going to be probably at least most likely people that will be there to make you better and not just say I'm better than you. So, yeah. 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 It's a, <laughs> this is not the term I want to use, but I'm going to use it and Jacob can yell at me for la- later, but it's a support <laughs> group. You know, it, it really yeah. is. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, the, the hope is that, you know, will Jacob and I will start asking questions and, and start to foster those connections and then it will just become natural for mm-hmm. the, commu- the the network members to go out on their own and ask those questions of other people. And so we're mm-hmm. not we're not giving you everything. We're trying to teach you ways to be more authentic and vulnerable to create more meaningful business relationships. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to launch into when you said Core had just launched. Um, 
leads me into my question about what do you get with the membership and how can someone join or get on a waiting list or, you know, if you can share some of those things for anyone that's listening. Yeah, absolutely. So it is invite only, um, but we, you know, Jabe and I love the two of you. So if you do hit the landing page for Core Connect, there's a, uh, in the application, there's a, a bit that says who referred you. If someone wants to put Stacy and Alana in that bar, then um, we will look at their application and, and review the application. Um, and I can give you guys the link to the page if that makes the process easier. Um, so, so to get invited, you know, just by listening to this, lucky people, you can just <laughs> jump on and submit an application. Um, but the parameters are um, executives, director and above at a billion dollar company in revenue or VP and above at 10 million and above in revenue. Um, and, and that just is any role, really, operations, product, um, revenue. So that's how you that's how you join. Uh, also DM me because I love chatting with people. So that's a good way to get to know me <laughs> or Jacob Warwick. <laughs> and then what you get out of it is, um, I mean, I've said it a couple times. It's really you know what you put into it, you know. Um, but you, the structure of the group to be more um, clear about it. There's three meetings a month, and one is a network meeting with like a networking meeting with the entire network, not just your cohort. Um, and so there, Jacob and I will put you into um, breakout groups and you have a chance to connect with anyone and everyone in the network. Then there's a meeting with your cohort and that's about 12 people in each cohort. And we match you based on your near-term and your long-term goals. Um, and a few other questions that we ask, like what value do you want to bring to the group? And um, that the the cohort meeting is around the core framework. So we'll Jacob and I will lead something around core clarity, opportunity, realization, and empowerment. And then um, once we really start getting established for the for the members who want to, they can start presenting on those topics, and we'll be bringing in guest speakers for um, that core framework. And then um, the third meeting, which I personally love. Um, we ask you your near-term and long-term goals monthly, and we go through those surveys and we pull out themes and challenges that are um, similar across the, the cohort. And we bring those challenges anonymously to the group and work through them in a mastermind. And so we try oh, to solve cool. real-world challenges. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of, you know, um, there's a lot of other things involved, like access to content and quarterly reviews of your resume. If that's, if, if your goal is to change jobs or, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, so yeah, more, more transactional stuff. And then the, then the transformational stuff is really the magic of networking and getting to know your group, your cohort. But do you also help these individuals like, I know you're helping them find other people to speak with, but do you do anything as far as helping them recruit for their own companies or is that part of this? Yeah. So that is in the power of the network. Um, you know, I'm looking for a CMO who is really knows the, the, the financial space, you know, um, find fintech. Um, I actually know of one right now who's looking for, you know, be like, so, so just by osmosis, I feel like Jacob and I have a really good read on those people who could be a good fit. Um, but even in your cohort, you know, I'm looking for a social community manager. I'm sure one of eight people 
will have some sort of connection or lead into right. finding the right people. Um, so, so yes, a little bit, but that's not the focus. So before I ask you our just for fun question, is there anything you want to leave listeners with? Um, I think that it's important for everyone to find their community. And, and um, I've always called myself a community first marketer because, you know, a lot of times in marketing, people say you got to find your audience. And I, I disagree. You need to find your community because those people will go to the mat for you. And they, um, and, and you'll find so much information from those people. And so not even in the marketing world, just removing the marketing hat. If you have a group of people who you can rely on, especially right now when, when just in general, you know, the internet is really isolating and, and kind of, kind of cruel sometimes. Um, it's just, good to find people that you can rely on. And it doesn't have to be core. It doesn't have to be LinkedIn. It doesn't have, I mean, it could be a ballet class. It really could be whatever that is. Um, but, but just to find, An find your, with yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's going to provide more clarity for you and um, just organically get you in a happier place. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and with this, Economy the way it is, it's always good to have people that will go to the mat for you if anything, yeah. God forbid, should happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, something that Jacob and I like to say is even if you feel very secure in your job and you don't think there's a chance that you're going to get laid off, options are always amazing. Right. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter who you are. Even if you own your own company, options are always amazing. And yes. the more yeah. people you know and can rely on and lean on, the more options you're going to have. So definitely. If you weren't the co-founder and chief growth officer right now with um, what you're doing, then what would your dream job be? <laughs> so uh, my dream job would be... It's kind of unfair because I do love what I'm doing, uh, but I would be a yoga instructor and a potter. So there you go. Very off the wall, very different. Um, but <laughs> that's what I, I am a certified yoga instructor. And on the weekends I throw pottery and that would be my happy place. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll expect a piece of pottery to come yeah. to us, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'll send it over. <laughs> And Megan, if people would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, find me on LinkedIn. I think uh, my handle is kind of silly. I think it's Social Megan, and it's spelled M-E-A-G-A-N. Um, but yeah, Megan Domena. That's how you can find me. LinkedIn is good. And um, if you reach out, Think Warwick, it's just Megan at thinkwarwick.com is my email as well. And we will include all of that in the show notes so that people can connect with you. So make sure that you go and connect with Megan because she's awesome and you will <laughs> learn a lot from her and Jacob. So connect with them. If you want to get in touch with me or Stacy, you can hit us up on social. On Twitter, you can find Stacy at Stacy underscore Jax. That's S-T-A-C-Y underscore J-A-X. And you can find me at Elena underscore Jax. That's A-L-A-N-N-A underscore J-A-X. If you're not a fan of Twitter, you can also look us up on LinkedIn. And don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe.